Hey there, and welcome to the Just Keep Blogging podcast. I'm Kim Anderson from KimAndersonConsulting.com, and I'm here to give you a regular dose of blogging adrenaline. Okay, I'm not going to lie. This is one of the toughest episodes for me a little bit because I transparently um, am one of those people that I like to do things myself. (laughs) So I have a little bit of control issues. I don't know if any of you guys can understand that. Uh, But it's been a journey for me um, to really learn about hiring people um, and how all that plays into my business, how it can benefit my business. And so I've had so many people ask me to do an episode on this. So I'm going for it. And I hope that you find it extremely helpful. So The first thing that I think everybody needs to consider when they're hiring help is to identify if you need it, right? And that's kind of the first process of deciding, okay, am I going to hire somebody or not hire somebody? So the number one thing that I try to look at uh, when I'm thinking about whether I'm going to hire someone or get help with something, if I have a vital task that I can't be consistent with. So for example, in my business, I found that I really stunk at being consistent with Pinterest pinning and Pinterest pinning was a very important part of my traffic strategy. And so it was a no brainer when I found somebody that I uh, trusted who I know had taken the courses that I was familiar with and on the courses that I trusted as far as Pinterest strategy goes. Um, and I hired that person. They've been working for me. Um, for almost a year now. And I've been very, very happy with that decision because it took something off of my plate um, that was hard for me to be consistent with. And I knew that it was important to my traffic. So at the end of the day, uh, being consistent with Pinterest makes my blog money because it drives traffic to my website. It drives traffic to my affiliated posts. So for me, um, hiring someone to do VA work, hiring a VA to do Pinterest work was kind of a, a no brainer. Another thing to consider when you're thinking, you know, should I hire somebody is when you have a project that somebody can do better. So uh, in the early days, I remember feeling frustrated a little bit with design. I mean, I was okay with design, but in general, it was harder for me. So I learned to kind of hand that work off to somebody else who kind of knew um, how to use programs better and, you know, Adobe and things like that in the early days so that they could make pretty products for me. Um, that weren't too expensive. And I knew that I would eventually make my money back on. Another concept to consider is hiring somebody when you have a task that's better managed by an expert. So in my case, the other task with my blog that I've handed off is the technical aspect, like the back end backups, um, the whole like technical side of WordPress for me has been handed off to, uh, Grayson Bell from iMark Interactive, Um, he basically does WordPress support and he does WordPress support plans in addition to like one-off projects. But I know Grayson in real life. Um, I like, know, and trust him quite a bit. Uh, And I have been very, very thankful. I know so many other people that have been very, very thankful to have him um, doing their backups on their websites and helping them when they just have technical errors they can't fix because he just gets it. Like he is so involved in WordPress that it's almost like, I mean, he's an expert. And so when anything comes along, that might take me four or five hours, maybe days to figure out. And then I'd break something. He can fix it in like 30 seconds and we move on with life. So I think you need to think about when you're tackling something, asking yourself, is this task better managed by an expert in this area? Like, is this going to prevent me from breaking my website or, you know, just something that you just really are not great at. 
Next consideration is hiring somebody when you don't have time to learn it yourself. So um, one example of this for me is, you know, things like social media strategy, uh, when it comes to like Facebook or Instagram or whatever platform you're choosing to use, you know, I don't always have time to keep up with what's like the latest and the greatest because I've got a, other, a lot of other tasks uh, on my plate that have higher return on my time than social media or anything like that. And so for me, it can be easier um, to hand that off to somebody else who's willing to kind of stay up to date on what's going on. Um, in that world, or like, you know, if I'm wanting somebody to implement something, some strategy that's coming from some course or something like that, paying them to go ahead and implement that strategy for me. So that was one of the projects that like I gave to my VA when I first um, hired her was I didn't have time to make um, and implement a portion of a course called Pending Perfect. Uh, that was basically like exporting all my content to a spreadsheet and then going through and trying to strategically make new pins and things like that. Like I just didn't have the time uh, to implement um, and, you know, learn and learn some of the strategies independently. And so by hiring her, she was able to kind of fill that gap because she knew that information. She knew how to implement that information and it saved me a lot of time and it, you know, earned this person some extra cash. Next thing to consider is to hire somebody when the task is important, but you have a higher ROI or return on your time, uh, things or tasks to do. So sometimes, um, you know, I'm looking over what I, what I've done or what I'm doing and what makes money. And then saying to myself, like, oh, these tasks that I know make me money. How many of those tasks could I hand off uh, to someone else so that I could pursue other things and grow things a little bit further. And I think that that is one of those pivotal uh, decisions that a lot of people make um, as they get bigger and bigger and bigger as they realize, hey, my creative energy and everything else is better spent here and I could hire someone else to do these things that do make me money. Um, and ultimately, like, my hardcore belief is trying to, when I, when it comes to hiring, is trying to make sure that the tasks that I hand off do make me money. So I don't want to hand off things like, like I'll have, I'll have people ask me, um, you know, like, should I hire someone to manage my Facebook page? And if that Facebook page makes you a lot of money, hands down, yes. But if that Facebook page is just a place where you're kind of randomly posting and it's growing very slow and there's not a lot of return on the time that is spent on that Facebook page, probably not. Like that may not be what I would do. But for example, um, some solution that I kind of had to that problem years ago was I would hire um, a friend to go into like a social media scheduling platform and basically fill that library of content up for me in one shot and then I would allow it to recycle for a few months. Um, so that was kind of my strategy. I don't, I'm not saying that's the best strategy. I'm just saying that was one way that I was able to take it off my plate. But I also knew that the time spent on that Facebook, um, public page, you know, compared to like in private groups or small, you know, my communities and things was not as high of an ROI. Facebook picks and chooses who sees what and when, um, the groups are much more, engaged and people are more likely to see the things that I'm posting inside of groups versus my page. So I got to where the page was sort of like a, I know this is important. I know I need to do this. This is important when I work with brands, but at the end of the day, like I'm not going to sink a ton of time into this right now because this is not the highest return on my time. Um, so it was easier for me to kind of give somebody a project and allow them to kind of fill that up and, and get that done. So those are kind of the things to evaluate when you're deciding like, you know, is it time for me to get help? 
And the next part of this process is saying, okay, well, now that I kind of I have identified that I do need help, um, asking yourself the types of help that you can hire, like thinking about that based on, you know, what your issue is or, you know, the reason you've decided to hire. And in the world of blogging, most bloggers end up hiring what are called virtual assistants or VAs. And so these are people um, who have some sort of skill set. Uh, who want to be able to provide uh, services online to people kind of, you know, wherever they are around the world, because it's an online, that's what I thought they're called virtual. They don't have to live near you, they don't have to live in your town. If you're able to communicate with them clearly, then you can hire them. Um, and they do all kinds of things. I mean, my virtual assistant does Pinterest for me, she does a little bit of editing for me, she'll do Pinterest graphics for me, she'll do social media graphics for me. So I hire her to do a lot of projects and I hire her to do regular Pinterest pinning um, and Pinterest management. The other person that you can hire would be a designer. So again, early on, like I really didn't know what I was doing and oftentimes I would hand off projects and things like that to a designer. And nowadays, um, I know that a lot of people are finding value in, for example, um, Carafid uh, has um, templates that she makes for, you know, she's a designer who's made templates that you can basically open in Canva. Um, and I'll put information about her in the show notes uh, or in the description. But she basically has like all these templates that you can use because she's a designer and all you have to do is open them and make them your colors and like add your own text and things like that. And those are small things. I mean, you're not really hiring someone else, but you're sort of solving the problem for yourself by paying for a product that solves the problem for you, even if it's not a person. And that's the other option is that there are digital services and subscriptions that you can pay for. So for me, for social media management, I can hire a person to go in and load up everything and then I pay a monthly reoccurring fee to be able to manage my social media um, for it to sort of go on autopilot for a little while using this online service. So like I use Meet Edgar, some people use CoSchedule, whatever you're using, some people use Tailwind, but it's a subscription service that basically, it's almost like hiring a robot. Like you're hiring a robot basically to put everything on autopilot for you and to do the things you need it to do at the right times without having to worry about it. Tech help is another example. There's a lot of people out there uh, who, you know, you can hire, like I mentioned, Grayson Bell, like, you know, he has monthly subscriptions or memberships basically, um, or monthly services allow you, you know, they back up your site every month and they have ones where if you have some sort of problem or task need them to do, it's built into your monthly subscription. So tech help might be an area where you want to hire someone, social media scheduling, social media management, uh, just depends on where your money is coming from. And if it's a good place to invest energy, um, because with some people that you're going to hire, it will be a little extra work, right? Because you're not able just to get in there and do it yourself. You're going to have to communicate. And that's where things can get harder over time. So the third consideration is if you're going to hire someone, how often will you hire them? Will they just be project based? You have the option to just hire people to check things off your list for you. Like I mentioned before, I've had people make workbooks for me or I've had people edit a book for me or whatever it may be. Um, and then you've got people who do ongoing work. So for example, Grace and Bill, every month they back up my website, they do all these things. And then every month uh, my VA will schedule my Pinterest and do all those things. So she is on like, she does a monthly situation in addition to one-off projects. So when you're thinking about hiring people, I just don't want you to feel like you're stuck with the, I've got to be able to pay somebody every single month to be able to have help because that's not the case. You can always contract people to do simple one-off tasks if that helps you move the ball forward. The next question is how do you find people, you know, that are worthwhile to hire? And for me in the early days, 
I started with friends. Um, I started with family, things like that. That's kind of the first place I looked again, because trust, like these are the people that I know and I trust. It can be sticky sometimes because if you start a working relationship with a family member or a friend, it may end in a weird way. Um, I've not really had that happen before, but I'm really careful about the people that I do hire or the people that I do pick um, to help me with different things. Uh, but that's one place to start. For me in the early days, a lot of my friends were stay-at-home moms as well. And they really liked getting some extra money to like go to Target or buy a latte or like whatever they wanted some fun money for. So they would help me with different projects um, during like nap time and things like that. So I really valued having friends be able to help me. Uh, the other thing is to be able to look, um, you know, and ask around for people via word of mouth. Uh, maybe that could be somebody who lives locally near you. Um, it could be anybody online, but online is a third option. And, you know, you can hire a virtual assistant. You can go through a virtual assistant uh, recommendation company. I am in a lot of blogging groups. And so I find that it's easier to kind of pop into the blogging groups and ask people, does anybody have any VA recommendations and things like that? And you, if you start seeing kind of a reoccurring name that pops up or find some good options, that's sort of having somebody's stamp of approval on somebody that you can hire who's worked with them, can ask them for feedback and things like that. So uh, that's a good place to go, in my opinion, is into blogging groups and Facebook um, and ask about good VA, you know, options. Because in most groups, you're going to have people that have at least hired one VA and they'll be able to, you know, tell you if they're they're good or make recommendations. Once you find them, the question that I think a lot of people concern themselves with is like, well, what are they an employee or are they a contracted worker? And if they're doing services for you and you're paying a membership, then that's, you know, that's a whole different thing. But a contracted worker kind of want to research again, like your own state laws and things like this associated with it. But in general, there's a difference between an employee and a contracted worker. If you've got uh, full-time income coming from your blog and you want to be able to take on an employee who is employed by your company. You know, there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes along with that that you would want to check with like a CPA or somebody who knows what they're talking about in your state um, about hiring somebody to actually be an employee or not even in your state, but you know, even if you hired someone who was a virtual assistant, but as an employee and not a contracted worker, there's a lot of, there's a lot that goes into that. Uh, so personally, I really prefer contracted workers with contracted workers, traditionally, you'll need to get like a W-9 from them, especially if you anticipate paying them over like $600 a year, um, because you'll need to be able to turn um, that information in on a tax form. Um, and again, that's something you want to look into as far as hiring a contracted worker. It's not that hard. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, the W-9 form is just one page where they put basically their you know, information. Most of us have to fill them out when we work with any kind of sponsored network or um, anybody else where we're doing kind of contracted work for sponsored content or even our affiliate networks, so they can pay us. Okay. So the next part of this process is once you figure out what kind of person, you know, who you're going to hire, what their relationship to you is going to be. You want to nail down your processes, right? You need to be able to understand like how you do things. If you're going to hire them, if they are the expert, then obviously they're going to do their own thing. Um, but you want to nail down the way that you're going to communicate with them when you're going to check in, how are you going to communicate? And that's kind of really important is to find a system of communication that works for both you and the person that you're working with. For me, I like to use Trello and uh, the VA that I work with loves Trello. So it's a really convenient place for us to share files, to share due dates, to share instructions, whatever it may be. Next, make sure that you have at least a simple agreement contract in place um, so that you understand what your relationship is. Uh, those are very, very, very important to have, in my opinion, 
Um, you know, some people will go off of, you know, just the, the agreement that's written in the email because it's in written form. Um, but I really like to have a small agreement because this also outlines who owns the work. So I have a small agreement that I have, you know, it's only a few pages long. It's pretty simple. That outlines kind of the work they're going to be doing for me, how much I'm going to pay them. Um, and also things like, is this work for hire? Or, you know, are they going to own the rights to the project when they're done with it? Like, how is that going to work? And those are all kind of things. I, don't, I mean, that's not to overwhelm you, but these are just simple things uh, that are part of the process of hiring someone yourself. Um, and sometimes they have contracts. So you want to make sure you kind of look over that and you understand the terms like read, read, read contracts. Like don't just sign stuff that people send you because you never know like what you're giving them rights to. So be sure that you read them uh, before you do, you know, go and sign anything. And the last thing that I want to tell you guys about when you're considering hiring somebody um, you know, like I said, sometimes they're going to have a set rate that they're going to charge you and they're going to decide, but there's going to be a difference between paying somebody an hourly rate and then paying somebody based on the things they deliver or deliverables. So, uh, for example, a designer, you know, might be able to give you a flat rate for how much they're going to charge you to make this workbook. And maybe they charge by the page. Um, maybe an editor charges by the word. It just kind of depends. And to me, Different situations kind of dictate the difference between having somebody who does hourly work and then someone who does a set price based on what they actually deliver for you. And in my experience, um, I personally like the deliveries model, like them providing me with something in exchange for a flat rate. Because for me, uh, then I know that like those hours they spend working are worked, you know, and I'm not paying them an hourly rate just to, you know, hope they're tracking their time right or whatever. I really like deliverables with some projects because then I know like I'm paying for what I get. I'm paying for this one project. I'm not going to be charged, you know, a ton of money else outside of this. These are all things that you want to communicate with, with your contractor worker. And obviously, like, I think it's important to always pay people, you know, uh, to value their work and show them that you value their work. But you also have to consider like what the kind of work is and whether or not, you know, it's really an hourly kind of project. They'll just track their time. My assistant kind of tracks her time using a digital time tracker. There's a good app called Toggle that allows you to track how much time you're spending on some project. Um, and so maybe you can start off by using Toggle yourself and figure out like how long does it take me to write a blog post or how long does it take me to edit these photos or make pins? And that kind of gives you a good starting place to understand like how long it's taking you. Uh, and not that that's going to dictate how long it takes them, but I just think understanding how long things take you as the business owner to do things can help you make better and more informed decisions about what you do hand off to other people and whether it's a good trade or not. So just things to consider. Should they be hourly or should this project be based on what they actually deliver to you? 10 pins, um, you know, a workbook, or is this like a, hey, I want you to go clean this up and I'll pay you $20 an hour to do that. Uh, whatever it may be. Um, and really, it just depends on the price. Like everybody kind of has different pricing depending on how intense it is. And you can decide whether or not your budget allows for that and if their expertise demands that. So that's all really good information to kind of consider. Just, just a recap here at the end of this episode. The number one thing is to kind of go through and ask yourself, like, am I really ready for an assistant? Do I, you know, is this the right time? Is this the right task? Is the right thing to hand off? The second thing is to decide what kind of assistance that you need, whether it's going to be a virtual assistant or it's going to be tech help. Um, and, you know, where would you find those people? How often do you need them to work? Do you actually need to have them working for you regularly or can you just hire them for one-off projects based on your budget? 
How do you find them? You know, are they going to be friends or family? Are they going to be other bloggers that you trade work with? Will it be word of mouth? Um, will you find them online? How will you find these people? You have to decide on whether they're going to be an employee or a contracted worker. You want to nail down your processes. You want to find a system of communication that works for both of you. You want to have at least a simple agreement in place that works um, for both of you. And so you understand what is expected of them and you understand what your working relationship is. And last, you have to decide whether you want to do hourly rate or based on deliverables, or if you, you know, are hiring someone who has a set amount of money they're going to charge you, then just decide, is that worth it? You know, am I happy with what they're delivering? All that kind of stuff. So these are just things to consider. And I hope that if you've been trying to figure out like, should I hire somebody? Should I not hire somebody? This gives you some food for thought and helps you make the decision about whether you should do it yourself or you should get some help. So if you're sending out an SOS, I hope this helps. Have a great day and whatever you do, just keep blogging.